Hello, friends. If you are tuning in, it is the day after a very difficult Winnipeg Jets loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs. What's better than losing to the Maple Leafs? Well, probably a lot of things. Uh, what could be worse? Also a lot of things. You know, the season's basically lost, I think. Uh, you know, despite being in the playoff race, I think we all know the Jets are probably not primed for a deep, deep run. Unfortunately, we were primed for Austin Matthews' 50th goal of the season. We'll talk about what went right for the Jets and what went horribly wrong on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Folks, thank you so much for joining us on tonight's edition of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. If you enjoy what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and Odyssey. Doing so is 100% free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. And as you can see, we are also now on YouTube, so... Be sure to give us a follow. We're going to be making some regular video content starting uh, this coming April. Uh, this is like the first of a few episodes. And then next week, I'm sure we'll have even more great video content. So stay tuned to Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Now, the topic of tonight's episode, not going to be a super fun one. Unfortunately, Winnipeg fell to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And <sighs> losing to Toronto is always a painful exercise for Jets fans. These teams have suddenly had a, a recent rivalry, I would say, that kind of seemed born out of their last meeting. And in, in previous years, we've seen this too. There's like a surprising amount of animosity between, you know, the Jets and the Maple Leafs. I don't know if it's like this this uh, cosmopolitan city versus like a blue collar city sort of thing. I don't know if that's like the vibe between the fan bases. Uh, you know, the reality is uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Jets are probably not that different from each other when you really look uh, at the at the brass tacks. Uh, these two teams can be very skilled, but also very physical. And I think tonight's game, it, it kind of got out of hand. The officiating really let a lot go. Um, and it did lead to some really ugly stuff. There was like a Pierre-Luc Dubois, almost knee-on-knee -knee hit that was pretty rough. We saw uh, Ilya Mikhaev have a pretty dangerous play. I forget against who it was, um, but he was on the left point at his own blue, or I think it was at Winnipeg's blue line and tripped somebody from behind. Uh, whoever it was went into the boards, had a pretty rough spill. Um, Michael Bunting also actually had a really rough fall. And I was actually kind of worried for him because, uh, you know, the, the previous night we had just seen Clayton Keller go legs first into the boards. And unfortunately, Keller got hurt pretty bad. So, yeah, it was a rough game. Very, very physical, rough stuff, uh, which is not really the style of play that I think um, Jets fans, or at least, you know, for those who really emphasize skill and stuff for this team really enjoy watching. Now, I think there's a lot of Jets fans who love that gritty, grindy, rough and tough stuff. And sometimes, uh, you know, it's not like we don't want to see it. You know, we, we want this team to be very physical and fight hard for every shift. But I think the predominant theme of this game was Winnipeg kind of getting smacked around. Uh, and, and it was it was frustrating to see because, you know, Winnipeg would go for hits because they really didn't have possession of the puck. And ultimately, you just saw Toronto kind of skating circles around Winnipeg. And it didn't even start off this way. I mean, the Jets came out of the gates firing on all cylinders, at least relatively speaking. 
you know, the Jets got a couple of quick goals. We saw um, a nice little power play marker. We saw decent puck movement. I mean, the Jets had a, a great, great feed with Wheeler where he basically cut between defenders and just sort of powered his way to the net to beat uh, Kjallgren, I believe is his name. I think he's a relatively new uh, member of the Maple Leafs. I think he was with the AHL affiliate for a while. Um, don't know how many NHL games he started, but, you know, first shot or first couple of shots that he faced, he looked a little bit shaky. And then Wheeler just potted one behind him that I don't know he really had a chance on, but I think, you know, some goalies might have come out a little more aggressively, maybe attacked Wheeler as he came in. It is what it is. I mean, you know, it's a pretty nice goal for the Jets. And then Winnipeg uh, added a, a goal later. But after Winnipeg went up, you know, with a couple of goals and, and some nice opportunities, things kind of started to change. Toronto had clawed a goal back. And then from there, it just felt like Toronto started to take over the game. I thought they were really good at exploiting matchups. Uh, Nylander versus Logan Stanley went very poorly, uh, as you would expect. I mean, Nylander is going to embarrass just about everyone. Uh, Jason Spezza drew a, a great penalty against Billy Heinola. Heinola really, he got caught. I mean, it is what it is. This is probably one of Heinola's rougher games in recent memory, uh, which, you know, Billy hasn't had all that many. Generally speaking, you're getting pretty good performances from him. And in tonight's game, I think part of it was just his pairing. I mean, uh, Neil Pionk this year hasn't really been the Neil of previous seasons. He's looking more like New York Rangers' Neil Pionk, which if you saw Neil Pionk back then, you would probably know why when he first arrived to the Jets, uh, a lot of us were skeptical. Uh, you know, the, the New York Rangers version of him, it's not great. So I really hope that there's like some sort of plausible explanation. Maybe he's been playing through an injury and this is just sort of a down season for him because he can't really be uh, playing like this for the next couple of years. He's got some decent term on his contract. Um, and as much as I do enjoy watching him, and I think that he can be a very fun player for his cap hit and what we're looking at with him, this kind of gameplay, it's just not good enough. And so, you know, Heinola really struggled alongside Neil. Neil struggled alongside Heinola. Not a great mixture. Um, but of course, you know, the Jets, I just felt there was urgency, more urgency than there was in the Sabres game, but it just didn't really lead to much. And Toronto kind of, again, uh, attacked the slot. I thought that they made life miserable for Eric Comrie in that. Uh, and Winnipeg just really struggled to create anything. After that first period, the first few minutes, the Jets just kind of got shut down. Uh, that's the best way I can describe it. Um, and, and Winnipeg really had so little going. Despite scoring three goals and actually tying it up at one point, it just didn't matter. You know, Winnipeg, towards the end of the game, especially from like the second half onwards, they sort of fell apart. And I think there are some very clear reasons for why that kind of occurred. We're going to explore those in greater detail throughout the rest of the episode. But before we go any further, I do want to tell you about something that's way more fun, way more interesting. And for those of you who are, you know, staying at home and trying to eat in more, this is a really great opportunity for you to save money on groceries and get really tasty meals delivered to your doorstep. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to, take, uh, to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable, the most important part. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You can get farm-fresh, seasonal produce, and easy-to-make recipes delivered right to your door every single week. HelloFresh's chefs really know how to diversify the menu with seasonal recipes like salmon, limonade, and pasta primavera. I've actually had HelloFresh before. 
Uh, and like, I'm not usually a big meal kit person, but I can attest to HelloFresh's quality ingredients. I thought the recipes that they gave us, I think we had like a, a chicken pasta of some sort, and it was actually delicious. I thought it was great. Again, I'm not big into meal kits, but HelloFresh, I have to say, I would actually recommend. I think it's a great service, uh, and I, I think you really can't go wrong with it. So if you actually want to check them out, go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, that is HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 with promo code LockedOn16 for 16 free meals and three gifts. I really have to say, you got to check them out. I think they're awesome. And uh, you really can't go wrong with America's number one meal kit. Now, you might still be a little bit hungry. And if you're a little bit, uh, you're, you're a might peckish for something that's maybe uh, a little bit more on the snackier side, maybe not as heavy, you're probably thinking about protein bars, right? Now, I've had a lot of protein bars in my life. And most of them, for me, they're dry, desiccated husks. Not tasty at all. But if you're looking for a really tasty alternative, you got to check out Bilt Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions. Uh, me personally, I'm still trying to stick to them this year. Uh, but I, I think that there's a great chance and a great opportunity to eat right because Built Bars exist. Now, if you've never had a Built Bar, they're fantastic. They're more like a candy bar with a soft, chewy interior and a ton of delicious, delicious flavors. And they are always covered in 100% chocolate. If you've uh, ever had puffs, you know, like a, like a marshmallow puff flavor, they've got that. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, if you're into something that's more of like a pie flavor, they've got this delicious, delicious apple pie flavor. I can't recommend it enough. I think you will love it. But as great as Built Bars taste, you'll be shocked at how healthy they are for you. Most bars clock in at around 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So for those of you who are trying to build muscle mass, trying to live a healthy lifestyle, Built Bar is perfect for you. I mean, you seriously cannot go wrong. To get started and, and check out all of their great offerings, go to built.com and you can check out their macros chart. They'll give you a really helpful uh, breakdown of the ingredients, uh, the nutrients and vitamins, all that fun stuff. And you just, again, you really can't go wrong with some of the tastiest protein bars on the market. Uh, you know, they really are all about the taste and they've got stuff like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. Like I said, apple pie was one of my personal favorite flavors. So Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Go check out one of the best-tasting protein bars on the market right now. Folks, welcome back to Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Harrison Lee. Uh, thank you for joining us on tonight's edition of Locked On Jets. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are actually checking out, uh, of course, a, a big game between the Jets and Toronto Maple Leafs. And, you know, if you're actually looking for other perspectives on this game and even, you know, the rest of the NHL action out there, I would highly encourage you to also check out Locked On NHL after you're done with this podcast. Locked On NHL features our really cool program, Locked On Nows, which give you bite-sized descriptions, analysis, hard-hitting news as soon as it happens uh, in really digestible formats. We're one of the only networks that does this. It gives you a really great summation of everything that's going on, including game recaps, uh, trade news, big rumors, all you know at the speed of light. So be sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL right now on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. They're available in the same spots that I am on Odyssey, YouTube, Megaphone, all that fun stuff. Check them out. You really can't miss out. Now, from the Jets' perspective on tonight's game, yeah, it was... Uh, 
it was rough, right? We, we talked about the first period or so and like this game kind of coming into two different halves uh, and maybe two different halves is a little bit generous. It might've been more like the Jets had a good first period and then stopped playing. And after that, you know, things kind of fell apart. The Jets became really undisciplined. There were like three or four offensive zone uh, minor penalties, which it's just unforgivable for the Jets to do this because you're talking about Toronto. I get that everyone wants to make fun of the Maple Leafs. They don't have great goaltending. Uh, they choke every year in the playoffs. But make no mistake, when it comes to the regular season and a model for success, this Toronto team is phenomenal. They are really well built up and down the lineup. They have very few weaknesses. Uh, the only issue for them really is goaltending this year. I mean, everything else for the most part seems to be pretty darn spiffy. And this is a really deep team. You've got Austin Matthews playing at like Hart Trophy level. Uh, one of the best players in the league right now, maybe even outproducing McDavid in certain areas. You've got Willie Nylander, who's one of the best complimentary wingers and somebody who's basically for the Maple Leafs, uh, their equivalent of Nikolai Ehlers. So if you love Ehlers, you really should love uh, Nylander's game. I know people think he's soft and stuff, but I, I promise you, dude's a monster. Um, and that's even before getting to guys like Mitch Marner. What was kind of interesting in this game, though, was I thought that their defense was actually one of the bigger issues at the start. Uh, their defense has gotten older in certain areas. They've added Mark Giordano. And, like, I love Gio. I think he's, you know, in his prime years, uh, which came certainly a lot later since he didn't start in, uh, you know, the usual age range for NHLers. Uh, I thought he was a beast. And and for Calgary, he was a rock on the back end. You know, he, he got sent to uh, Seattle this year, and now he's been traded to the Maple Leafs. He had a rough game, to be honest. I thought Gio got walked a lot, and it shows that, you know, even for, uh, you know, Winnipeg's opponents, the lack of foot speed can be an issue. And I think it's really illustrative of why the Jets this year, uh, especially over the summer, need to address that skill and speed issue. I think that that's a big deficit with this team. I think Toronto was, you know, again, skating circles around the Jets. They were much faster. I, I thought that their cycling and puck movement was crisper, especially on the power play. That power play just ripped the Jets to shreds. You know, Winnipeg really had no space to work with, and the PK just could not keep up. And I remember the grand old days of like 2017, 2018. The Jets could do this to their opponents with ease, constantly, constantly, constantly cycling, fast movement, uh, great uh, high to low plays, often diagonal. So you'd have your point guy, he'd hit maybe somebody on the left flank around the left face off circle. Uh, maybe they'd ping it down low to either somebody at the net front area or in the central slot. And it just gave the Jets so many diverse weapons to score with. Nowadays, we don't have that so much, but Toronto, they certainly do. They've got a lot of weapons and those weapons were on full display for Toronto. I actually can't even remember who all scored for them. They were just getting goals left and right. Uh, you know, Matthews obviously did have his 50th. It didn't come on the power play. It was an empty netter, but yeah, you know, the Jets... What do you even say at this point? I mean, Winnipeg has been disappointing this year, but I don't get upset anymore. I mean, this team has kind of shown us what it is. I, I think the players, I think that they maybe have, have struggled with it too. You know, this has been a season that's been very trying for everyone. And it's been trying for the past several years. You know, there was a play where Mark Shifley uh, was watching Ilya Mikhaev uh, come in on a shorthanded breakaway. And, you know, he... He did track back a little bit, but you just didn't feel like he was fighting as hard as you might expect for somebody who, quite honestly, might be on the chopping block in the summer. He might be trade bait. So 
yeah, this team feels like it's stuck in limbo. And I've said that before on previous episodes, but now more than ever, I feel like emotionally the team is kind of disconnected and adrift. I think that there needs to be some kind of clear voice of leadership that takes the reins that can start turning this team around and really motivate guys. As odd as like the, the Marty San Louis hire for the Habs looked at the time, they still aren't that great of a team, but you know what? San Louis is, you know, he seems like a nice voice in the locker room. I think that he's got a calming veteran presence and he seemingly says what, you know, the players need to hear. I mean, they've seemed motivated. They're fighting hard. And that's something that I think I miss with the Jets. I really feel like Winnipeg could benefit from this sort of attitude and mindset. And it's a shame that they just uh, haven't had it as much. So yeah, going forward, I, I, I don't know how to solve this for the Jets. They've had issues with effort levels over the past couple of years, but this season it feels really bad. And I, I can't really blame the players. I mean, the team hasn't given them a lot of support. The coaching staff, I think, is running out of ideas. It's not shocking that the guys feel like they're kind of spinning wheels and, and running in circles. That's that's unfortunately the story of the Jets, uh, especially this 2.0 franchise, going in circles and not really making a lot of progress. They did it like once or twice, and then ever since then, it's just like kicking tires. I mean, it feels like the Jets talk about making changes, talk about improving, talk about a winning culture. We haven't really seen it yet. So later in the show, I did kind of want to talk about you know my thoughts on how the Jets can kind of get back into this and, and sort of approach this offseason with a mindset geared towards getting the team on track. I think that's a really big deal. If the Jets can kind of find their way, I think Winnipeg, has a chance to rebound big time next year. But, you know, before we go through some of the biggest needs and talk about what I think the Jets should probably do, uh, I did want to tell you about betonline.net. I'm not personally a big gambler myself, but I've actually used BetOnline. I think it's a very super cool service, Uh, super easy, super convenient. Uh, Obviously, if you're into college basketball, you've you've been watching this for months. Uh, College basketball now is starting to get into this final four. We've got a national champion coming up this week. This is a big deal. I mean, the the final four is always one of the most talked about bracket challenges in the entire world of sports. And betonline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info, especially when it comes to college basketball. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it, they've got it on their website. If you want to know which teams are favorites, which ones are upsets looking uh, to happen in the making, you got to check out betonline.net. They remain the best spot for all of your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all of the leagues, including college basketball, the NFL, the NHL, and tons of other sports. I mean, whatever you're into, BetOnline.net probably has you covered. It's not just basketball. I mean, BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting, wagering, information needs, including live betting, and your favorite Vegas casino games. So if you're not into sports, no problem. They've got lines on pop culture. They've got Vegas casino games. Again, whatever you're into, betonline.net has you covered. Head on over to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more about the latest trends and action that you can get in on. BetOnline, where the game starts. Folks, welcome back to these closing thoughts on Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We have uh, talked at length about a, uh, a frustrating loss for the Jets against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Not a shocking loss, I would say. Uh, I think we all expected it. Second half of a back-to-back. Winnipeg kind of looking a little bit winded. It is what it is, right? You know, you're facing one of the top offenses out there. Uh, you've got your backup in net, and I thought Comrie really struggled tonight, which not necessarily on him so much as I think the team's 
uh, effort levels and, and structure were kind of a mess. But, you know, the Jets got smacked. You know, Austin Matthews scored his 50th goal. Um, and the Jets just seemed very down. I, I think the mood has been rough, uh, especially the past few weeks. You know, the, the, the Jets have won a lot of games, but even still you get the sense that the players don't really buy into this being a deep playoff run. So in order to get the winning culture back, I think a couple of things need to happen this offseason. Uh, one of the biggest things that I'm looking at is a, an overhaul of the coaching staff. I think it's overdue. I think, you know, pretty much everyone should be evaluated. I know that some of these guys have been around for ages, but I think that's part of the problem. Paul Maurice had to resign to have change even start, you know, and, and Maurice, he's been a mainstay with this team since 2014 or so. A lot of people loved him. You know, I, I was not always a huge fan. I felt that he understood at times what the problems with the team were, but he didn't know how to solve them. And that was kind of, for me, one of his biggest downfalls. I thought that he could get from point A to point B with a talent, you know, uh, like a talent limited roster. But beyond that, you just weren't seeing it. And so, you know, his, his performance towards the end of his career with the Jets, you could see things were starting to fall out of his out of his grip. But it wasn't just him. You know, the coaching staff that supported him, I also wasn't really impressed with. I thought the special teams coaching was like average, uh, at times very poor, especially for the penalty kill. Um, the defensive deployments have been atrocious. Oftentimes you see pairings out there that either shouldn't exist at all or shouldn't be on the ice at the same time as some of your top offensive players, because, you know, those D are supposed to really support your attacking units. And if they're not skilled enough to do that or not fast enough, you're, you're going to kill so much potential for your attacking uh, forwards to actually create, especially if they're not getting any support from the back end. So that I think really needs to be addressed. The defense needs another look, too. I, th I think the defense is rough this year. Uh, certain players have regressed more than I expected. Neil Pionk has really taken a step back, which uh, is super disappointing for me. I didn't really anticipate that happening. But now that it is kind of a reality, what do the Jets do? Do they trade him? Do they try and hope that he recovers? I don't really know. I mean, I don't know that he would actually be somebody that could be moved yet. Uh, I think some teams would be interested in him. I don't know if it would be worth it or if they just have to, you know, kind of hope and pray that this downturn in form is only temporary like it was with Morrissey. But, you know, the the rest of the, the blue line, you've got Morrissey and DeMello, who I think are fantastic together. Uh, you've got Neil Pionk, who can be good, but we haven't seen it this year. You've got uh, Brendan Dillon, who I, I would be comfortable letting move to another team this offseason. I don't think he really fits for the Jets. Uh, you've got Nate Schmidt, who again, doesn't really fit, but you also can't really trade him because his contract is kind of unmovable. So I would be more interested in seeing Schmidt stay just because I think if you give him somebody like Billy Heinola, I think that's a pairing that has meshed well, uh, similar to what we saw initially with Heinola Pionk before things kind of took a nosedive. I think that they play well off of each other. I think that they've got good chemistry. I think Schmidt has a good, competent puck moving partner who's very fast at, uh, you know, zone exits um, and making that great first pass. That's really important to getting those clean breakouts. Uh, Heinle understands how Schmidt likes to be aggressive. And so that pairing, it works well enough. It's not perfect, but it works well enough. Now for the forwards, I, I think that this is a super huge issue. Um, the scoring depth is pretty limited. 
And Mark Shifley remains the biggest question. If the Jets trade him, and I'm not saying they will, but if they do, it's going to be a King's ransom. I mean, that's the reality. He may only have a couple of years left on his deal, but however many years of contract control you get with Mark Shifley, uh, he, he is a beast offensively. And if you can get him to recommit to the two-way game that he used to have and we all really adored, there's a phenomenal player in there. Somebody is just going to have to figure out how to bring it back out because it's not going to happen with the Jets. I think that ship has kind of sailed. I wish it was a different story. I, I wish Shifley loved it here. I wish that things were smoother and that you know whatever uh, has changed for him hadn't impacted his performance so much, but... I think it's time for both parties to walk away and give each other fresh starts. So if the Jets can trade Mark Shifley to a team and get a very good return, I'm not against it. I, I Even saying it and even knowing that it has to happen, I'm still not happy about it. I, I feel like it's a missed opportunity to have won with him as, you know, really the on-ice leader during his prime years. But, you know, times have changed. The Jets have too. And I think it's time for Winnipeg to consider the long term uh, whether he's really in that picture or not. And I, I think for me, I think that picture has changed enough to where he's no longer in it. I hate to say it, but I just feel that's kind of where we're at. And, you know, I, I wonder if the team agrees because it does feel like they are thinking about it more than, you know, you'd probably expect. So uh, it's going to be um, a difficult off season. I think I I'm not looking forward to it. I, I'm anticipating changes. I don't know if they're going to be good, but all we can do is just hope. Uh, and I think throughout the next couple of months, as we kind of get through uh, the playoff order, whether the jets make it or not, we're going to have episodes dedicated to talking about, you know, what to expect at the, at the draft, uh, what the jets should do in the off season, what they actually do do and kind of go from there. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Again, thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. Your support is super meaningful, and I really appreciate it. I also would be very appreciative if you could also check out Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Make it your second listen of the day. Hosts Steel Roden and Philip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy hockey league. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcasts, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!